Hello world and welcome to the premiere episode of the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark and I want to thank you for listening. You can find the show's page on Facebook at Down South IT. And please check out the page, like it, follow it, uh, share the page with friends that may be interested in this uh, sort of topic. I'd very much appreciate it. Uh, I'll be posting articles on the Facebook uh, as well as updates on the show and different platforms that we're going to uh, reach out to in different formats. That'll kind of be the go-to place so far that I can, uh, till I get this thing off the ground. Besides that, I want you to be part of the process with me. So I want you to go on this journey. Please email me or post on Facebook any questions, concerns, comments, uh, topics you want to hear about on upcoming episodes. And like I said, you can find me on Facebook at DownSouthIT. The email address is DownSouthIT at gmail.com. Going forward, I'm going to be expanding the footprint for the show into other social media and other platforms and things of that nature. So far, I'll, uh, it'll only be available on SoundCloud, but I'm looking to get it onto iTunes as well. Uh, as soon as that happens, I will let you know. As soon as we get other things going, other different uh, social media platforms, I'll announce those as well, most likely on the Facebook page. Right now, I'm looking at a release schedule of this podcast. Uh, should be around about every two weeks. New episodes will be posted on Tuesdays. So this being our premiere episode, uh, this will be up on September 4th. Following episode, episode two, will drop on September 18th and so on and so forth. So what exactly will this podcast be about? Well, of course, it's going to be about IT, obviously, but... I want it to be a lot more than that. I want to talk about a lot of things here, not just computers and gadgets and hardware and you know things like that, which are fun, but it may not uh, a lot of that th- kind of thing doesn't re- might not apply to you. So, I want to touch on things like internet security, smart home uh, devices, internet of things, cord cutting, cloud computing. You know, a lot of different topics that w- that would be covered under the broad tech umbrella. But the most important thing that I want to discuss is how it affects you in your day-to-day life. You know, there are a lot of things, a lot of acronyms, crazy sounding things in in the IT world that you might hear, you might not understand. I want to try to explain what those are and why it matters. The The more informed you are, the better decisions you can make down the road. Now, of course, I know your time is valuable. I'm not going to waste your time. I want to try to keep these podcasts to around 30 minutes per episode. Now, depending on the guests, if we have any callers, anything like that, you know, that may that may be adjusted a little bit. But my ultimate goal is to keep the, the podcast around 30 minutes. So this episode is going to be a little different. It's not going to be just simply topic because it's our premiere episode and there's a few housekeeping things that I want to get out the way. That way you can kind of get to know me a little bit better that before we start on this little journey together now without further ado as your host let me tell you a little bit about myself and my background my name is clark martin i'm 36 years old uh grew up in saint james parish louisiana for all of you out-of-state listeners uh, a parish is actually a county we do it a little different down here in in louisiana so i spent my fair share fair share of years in baton rouge uh going to lsu uh, been in IT for eight years, going on nine years now. 
I have certifications from CompTIA with A+, Security+, Server+. Uh, also have uh, several certifications uh, from IBM, HP, Lenovo, Lexmark, and Dell. I've uh, worked as a contractor for a large uh, three-letter phone company. Hint, hint, you might know who that is. Also, I worked as a field technician uh, installing and troubleshooting CAD5 and CAD6 networks, fiber optic networks, uh, extending T1 and DSL lines, and, and uh, lots of other projects. I was also a field tech for a national grocery and general merchandising chain that you would probably recognize and routinely repaired a lot of their equipment, computers, printers, registers, telephones, switches, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I can't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the, the name on the podcast, but uh, let's just say you, if you throw something at it, it'll stick to the wall. As of right now, currently, I'm a regional IT team lead for a national home improvement chain. Uh, our region covers three states. Uh, I have 13 techs that I supervise, and we have 126 stores in our region. Uh, work with both fiber optic networks, CAT6 networks. Uh, PCs, thin clients, phone and paging systems, printers, access points, a whole myriad of things and pretty much anything in that store that's electronic we take care of. So so as far as being in a commercial footprint, uh, I've been in a, that situation for a long, long time. So does that actually translate into the home environment? Well, yes, it does, because the commercial environment, we use all the same protocols and standards as far as cabling and a lot of the same equipment is just for home use that equipment is scaled way way back so the commercial environment is just a much bigger and grander version of what you could have in your home okay so now that we're a little bit more acquainted we can get to the real meat and potatoes of what this podcast is actually all about now, I just want to mention that today's podcast is brought to you by Dihydrogen Monoxide. It's the oldest and most fulfilling drink on the planet Earth. Try some, your body will thank you. Now on to our topic for today is going to be solid state hard drives. Now I know a lot of people have may have an idea already of what these are or at least have heard about them. Uh, they're starting to be pretty big advertising point for a lot of manufacturers of new laptops and even some smaller desktops. But what is it that makes these drives different from the ones that we've been using for the last two decades? Are they any better? Well, what's better about them? Uh, are they going to become the norm going forward? Well, to learn about the new, we have to learn about what was here before and what we've been accustomed to. The drives that we've been accustomed to over the last couple of decades are actually electrical mechanical devices that store, read, and write data using magnetism and all they store is ones and zeros every computer on the planet uses binary that's what they, they all use whether you're using a pc mac android blackberry even linux it doesn't matter all of them use the same idea and it's all ones and zeros nothing more nothing less now as far as hard drives that data is stored on platters the older generation you can think kind of think of these as tiny vinyl records and the way the records used you had an arm with a stylus on it with a needle that would play back the music that was pressed into the vinyl now these kind of do the exact same thing but it's a lot of tiny records 
stacked on top of each other with a with an arm, just like uh, the record players, with a stylus on the end, and that stylus is the record needle. And that's where the data is written and read. Now, as far as the platters go, just like with most things, more is always better. So the more platters that are stacked on top of each other, the more memory that that drive has. Whenever you're thinking about a external hard drive that has a terabyte of memory, it's probably five to six, you know, platters uh, stacked on top of each other. And they all spin at the same time with the stylus going through the middle. Now, the platters spin, uh, spin, and as they spin, the stylus reads and writes the data, sends the data to the motherboard to be processed. Now, if you've bought a drive like this in the last few years, uh, you probably read on the box at some point or seen it in a store, the RPM of the box, the revolution per minute. Most of the newer drives that have come out recently are between 5,000 RPM and 7,500 RPM. Now, there are some that are a little faster than that. They go up to 10,000 RPM, but those are more for uh, network storage in commercial environments. You don't really see those out in the commercial market very much, but they, they are out there. So, but the, the whole thing with the RPM is the faster that the drive spins, the faster it can read or write data. So a 5,000 RPM hard drive won't be as fast at reading the data as a 7,500 RPM hard drive. But, and again, that comes with kind of a caveat because if the drive isn't spinning at that advertised uh, RPM, there's going to be a lag while the platter spin up. So you're going to have a second or two of lag before it'll actually read and write at its full potential. Now you can actually hear it as it spins up. And of course, some drives are going to be louder than others, but that's not really a, too much of a concern. So, and really RPM is kind of a, hey, buy me feature, you know, of, of a hard drive whenever you're buying it. The bigger selling point I would direct you toward is your transfer speed. Now the transfer speed is dictated more by your motherboard than it is the hard drive but in the case of hard drives it's better to overcompensate a little bit than to fall a little bit short most modern hard drives are going to transfer uh, using the sata which is s-a-t-a uh, serial a-t-a port and those will transfer between three and six gigabytes per second and that's going to be plenty enough in most scenarios so that you really won't have to worry about too too much either but the, for the sake of this comparison, just kind of keep in mind uh, the two things, the, the transfer speeds and your lag times. So what about the solid state drives? Well, they're both going to be similar in physical size. The desktops are going to have three and a half inch drives. They're going to be three and a half inches wide. Uh, laptops are going to be two and a half inches wide. The SSDs, uh, the solid state drives, are going to be a lot thinner than the regular drives because they don't have as much to them. Uh, there's also no moving parts. So that's a, that's a good thing also. So being that there's no moving parts, there's no spinning up, there's no humming, there's no, you know, no noise. So silence is golden in this case. Uh, but on the other hand, both are going to be prone to damage if they're dropped. Um, 
the circuitry on a solid state drive will hold up against drops a bit better than the regular traditional drive just because of all of the parts that are in a regular drive the arm and the stylus and that kind of thing all of those are really really sensitive to to drops and falls so the traditional drives may be a little may end up with a little more damage if they're dropped both types of drives are going to be susceptible to overloads and electrical failures so if you have a brownout or a power surge or something like that or even just a, a static discharge uh, that could potentially corrupt the data or fry the drives and that's really where the similarities end so we got to face the fact that we're living in the age of computer chips i mean everything has a computer chip in it nowadays your phone your car your microwave your washer and dryer um, your tv even your watch even if it's not a smart watch still has a computer chip in it so why should computers and laptops be left behind well they're not uh, solid state drives use microchips to store their data rather than the platters and they're basically the same type, types of chips that you may use every day when you plug in a flash drive or a thumb drive it's the same concept uh, we call it non-volatile memory which is basically a fancy way of saying that when you pull power from that device that the data doesn't get erased so you know whenever you plug a flash drive into a, a laptop or a desktop you move something over, you save something to it when you pull it out you know the file's still going to be there well this is the same thing with the solid state drives really the biggest difference is the form factor and the amount of storage that's within the drive so are they actually better than the traditional drives well i want you to remember back way back five minutes ago when i asked you to remember the two things about the traditional drives to remember i'm sure you do but we'll jump right to the first thing and that's going to be your lag time remember these drives the solid state drives don't have any moving parts so there's no lag time while the drive spins up or the arm has to move to read and write the data so all of the data that's across the entire drive can be accessed almost instantly i mean come on who doesn't like instant gratification so right off the bat faster access to the data you want and because of that you get better performance so for the traditional drives the system was reliant on the speed of the drive now with the solid state drives the system is limited only by its own speed so instead of the system trying to pull data from the drive as fast as it can and waiting on the drive now the drive everything is instantly accessible and you're waiting on the system to do get and process that data now for those who are all about saving money by saving energy uh, your solid state drives use a lot less energy than the traditional drives again because there's no moving parts no arms no motors nothing to spin and again that means that they're silent which is good because if you have ever had a hard drive with bearings starting to go out you wish it was silent now for the bad news they do have a few drawbacks solid state drives uh, first being the price tag right now they are expensive as far as the price that you're going to pay per gigabyte of memory now uh, for a 120 gig solid state drive that's going to cost you 
roughly $140, uh, depending on where you get it. Uh, comparatively, if you spend that same amount of money, you can get two to three terabytes worth of storage in a traditional drive. So for the same price, you could get 120 to 160 gigs in a solid state drive, or you could get two to 3,000 gigabytes on a traditional drive. So the cost factor is definitely gonna be something that you wanna take a look at, and you always wanna keep your budget in mind. So that brings to the point of how does that actually affect you, and should you upgrade to a solid state drive right now? And the short answer is, I wouldn't just yet. If you're looking for a new computer or a laptop, it is something to consider, and it's a good option if you're buying a new system. But at this point, it really isn't worth the hassle of upgrading unless the drive that you have breaks. In the next year or two, as the capacity of the solid state drives goes up and the prices start coming down, then it looks to be more of a viable option to move to. But for right now, I would stay the course. Your wallet will thank you. And just like that, that brings us to the end of our premiere episode of the Down South IT Podcast. We made it, guys. Made it through the first one. Ha <laughs> So, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, please check out the Facebook page at Down South IT. Uh, like and follow the page. Uh, please and thank you. I'm on my knees begging, please. So, uh, that way you can stay up to date on new episodes when they come out. Uh, some really good articles that I'll link to and uh, news about the podcast as I start spreading it to different uh, platforms. Uh, you can also e- email me at downsouthit at gmail.com. Uh, email me questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes. Again, I want this to be a dialogue. I want to know what y'all want to hear about. I'll do the research. I'll come up with you. Know, I'll do the podcast, but I need the topics from you. So I want you to be part of this journey with me. Uh, so please email me again. It's downsouthit at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at downsouthit. So like most podcasts and radio shows and at least the ones that I listen to, uh, most hosts at the very end will have a certain catchphrase or, you know, inspirational quote or something like that that they say at the very end of the episode. And of course, being the slave to trends that I am, I uh, wanted to do the same thing. So I looked up a lot of different quotes, some from Steve Jobs, the Woz, uh, Steve Wozniak, uh, Isaac Asimov. I looked at so many quotes, you guys. You have no idea. I looked at so many. But I finally found one that I liked. And not only did it have to deal with technology, but it was kind of inspirational in a way also. And that's kind of why I liked it. So what I'm going to do is I'm not even going to really <laughs> use that quote, to be honest, because I'm actually going to paraphrase it. So with all that being said, to paraphrase Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary. And I'll see you all next time on the Down South IT podcast. Thank you for listening. 